Hello everybody and welcome back to Match Day with Max and for once not outside a football stadium used to seeing me and Dave talk about Forest outside Forest or an away ground this season but Dave's popped over I was about to say for a cup of tea but for a strawberry milkshake mate show show, show everyone your lethal strawberry milkshake uh, let me just assure you Max that uh, I will be able to just about keep it together uh, I know there's I have a bit of a reputation with milkshakes but for the length of this, I think I should be all right, mate. You'll be absolutely fine. So, me and Dave today are going to talk about, well, as people say, the most expensive game in English football, the playoff final. It's Huddersfield v Nottingham Forest on Sunday the 29th of May. I still can't believe, Dave, that I'm saying that Forest are in a playoff final and we're going to Wembley. Can you? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, to be honest, Max, for, for a long time, I kind of thought it would never happen in my lifetime. Um... I mean, I went, the last time I saw Forest at Wembley was 1991 when we lost to, to Tottenham in the, uh, in the FA Cup final. And, and actually, the truth of the matter is that such has been the, I guess, shambolic at times state of the club on and off the field since then. It was so difficult to envisage this happening. But here we are. Here we and, are. and how fantastic it is, you it know, is. for the players, the coaches, the, the board, and especially for the fantastic fan base who've, who've had to put up with a fair bit. Yeah, we have, we have indeed, but this season's been different. It's been wonderful. Dave, in terms of the regular season then, before we got on to the playoffs and Forrest made their way to the playoff final, what was your moment of the season for you? Because I, I, I've got a few, but I'd be interested to hear, hear yours yeah. first. <laughs> I, I've got a lot, mm. but I've been sitting thinking about this, Max, and there are two moments of the season, which I think from which everything else has flowed. So the first moment of the season is the appointment of Dane Murphy as Chief Executive Officer. Mm. Um, and then that appointment begat what is my moment of the season, and it has to be everybody, every Forest fan's moment of the season. I would like to think the appointment of Steve Cooper mm. is the moment of the season, because that was the point at which uh, there was a sea change, uh, uh, an increase in momentum, uh, and a whole new aura about the club mm around the stadium, amongst the supporters, amongst you know, the, the officials and the, the people who work at the city ground, and do, but most importantly, amongst our squad of players. Mm. Everything has flowed from Dane being appointed and then Dane making the decision to bring Steve in. Mm. They, they are the bedrock moments of the season, Max. Mm. I mean, if you want to talk about sort of on-the-field-of-play moments, then... <laughs> There are, there are almost too many to... Uh, I, the thing I've thought is that in seasons past, if we had these conversations about picking our moments of the season, there'd be, be like very few, a handful. Yeah. Now we're thinking, I'm thinking Bristol City, obviously, the great the great finale at Bristol yeah. City. I'm thinking about Graben's goal at Birmingham. Mm. I'm thinking about Jed Spence's wonder goal against Queen's Park Rangers. Because that day at Birmingham, I can remember we went and we sat next to each other and we both looked at each other when Forrest had just scored. I think it was the second mm. goal. And it was, we were almost in disbelief that yes. Forrest had scored yes. two, three away from yes. home. And we couldn't believe it, could we? I remember, I remember that day at Birmingham. It followed on from uh, Barnsley, which was a, another sort of... I mean, the first game that Steve had had 
There was a great moment in that where Max Lowe scored his slightly fluky cross against Millwall, but yeah. we didn't lose, and Steve got to know the city ground. We then go to Barnsley on a, went on a, on a Tuesday night. We were excellent. We were a goal down, and then Steve produced another great moment where he put Lewis Graben on, and from 1-0 down to 3-1 open with, hey, hang on a minute, this is a new forest. Uh, building on actually what had also been another great moment was Huddersfield away yeah. when Stephen Reid and Warren Joyce did a tremendous job of you know, stewarding the, the team through that and, and those two kind of al almost unlocked a new way for Forest to play and we're all like, wow, this is you know, en encouraging, it's attractive, exciting. The three-five-two that was brought in then and it was like Forest had been released off the shackles. But then, as you say, we go back to Birmingham and, and I remember Grabs getting the ball and we were all stood there in, in that end and I was with you and your family and lots, all, all the fabulous Forest supporters. And Lewis got the ball and we were like, go on, Lewis, hit it. Yeah. And he did and it went to the back of the net. And then yeah. Yatesy scores from a corner and we're like, you know, Birmingham been yeah. a, have been a bogus. Birmingham have been like a, a, a Cardiff have been to us in the past. And those kind of well Things that Forest always seem to really, yeah, really yeah. struggle against. And then, and then I remember in that game as well, it, as clear as anything, Scott McKenna produces a little bit of magic on the touchline. The ball gets dinked through to Philip Zinkenhagel. He senses Jed, pushes it between the two Birmingham defenders. Jed finishes beautifully. Mm. We're all in seventh heaven. Yeah, and nice. it seemed like that week of, of, of uh, Huddersfield and Barnsley and then Birmingham gave were really starting to change. Yeah, it was the first hint of uh, butterfly terms for us emerging from the chrysalid. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. I agree. I was going to touch on player of the season, Dave. Lots of people talk about a player of the season, but I wanted to start first of all, and I can kind of guess your answer here, but most underrated player this season. And I wouldn't say underrated, and that, that's not a criticism to them. That That's more of a going under the radar in terms of because there's so many outstanding Forest players. Yeah. You've had your strawberry milkshake, <laughs> and now I'm ready for the perfect answer. Most underrated player of the season. Well, I have always um, espoused the cause of Scott McKenna, um, he always looked a good signing to me, and then as the season's gone on, I, I thought in a in a in a in a poor season last year he was one of the shining lights. He looked solid. Um, I love the fact that he doesn't steal anybody's limelight and he puts the team first. And he he's happy to kind of dig in the trenches while, if you like, the more uh, I don't want you to say flashy players, but the more sort of attack-minded players can go and do their business. Mm. He gives them the reassurance, and I think he did go under the radar because of the way he conducts himself, which is absolutely outstanding. He, he the most selfless, limelight-avoiding player. But actually, he, I don't think he is underrated anymore because he's got his own song, You'll Never Beat McKenna. He's now accepted as part of this idea, that, and I like the idea that the wall mm. has come up, you know, Joe and Steve Cook. And the, a shout-out to Figs as well. Absolutely, because Figueredo, yeah. There's a lot of players, and, and I've... I've, I've I give mentions to Ethan Horvath, Absolutely. even Max Lowe before he yeah, went yeah. Um, and was injured. These are players that have still done a job yes. for Forrest when yes. we need them to do a job and yeah. again go under the radar. Yeah. I think your point about Tobias Figueiredo is a really good one, Max, because from what I can gather, I'm obviously not close to the club, yeah. as some people are. From what I can gather, you know, Toby was sort of not altogether happy that he wasn't in the team and, and maybe at the time that Steve Cook came in, I mean, Steve Cook with his experience and his leadership and his just his general commanding presence had to go in. But Tobias Figueiredo, again, showed his, un his unselfish nature like Scott McKenna does. I think because me and you said the other week on one of our 
long phone calls about Forest and general life, Dave, is that me and you both said that the club felt and the players and everybody around it, it just felt relatable. And that was the word I yeah, came out with and you completely agreed yeah, with me. Absolutely. And that's because you've got the homegrown players with yes. Brennan Johnson, yep. Joe Warrell, Ryan Yates, yep, just to absolutely. name a few that have yeah, come yeah, from the academy. Yeah. They know what it means absolutely. to play for Forest yeah. and what promotion to do yeah. for Forest. And then you've got a fan base off the pitch that connects with the manager. Absolutely. We're all on the same page. Right? Now, going into this extremely important fixture on Sunday, there are no dissenting voices. Yeah. There are no dissenting voices in the squad. And most, more importantly, there are no dissenting voices in the stands mm. and, and, and in the support. So what Steve's done from that point of view, from a psychological point of view, from a, a social point of view, it, it, it's astounding. One game at a time, Sunday. I still can't believe it. We're making the journey down to Wembley to watch Forest play Huddersfield what and play aside and we have to give credit to Huddersfield Absolutely. they finished higher Absolutely. in the league than Forest in, in, in terms of if yeah. you're looking at standings yeah. but they've got an excellent squad we were just talking it off yeah, camera yeah. then we Jonathan Hogg did, has done yeah. it with Watford before yeah. you've got Jordan Rhodes up top who always seems excellent to score thing. against what Forest. a great goal against Luton yeah. to, to get them through I mean a beautiful goal from a beautifully delivered ball from Sorba Thomas who, who's a, a tremendous player in terms of like you know dead balls and providing assists I but think Huddersfield aren't a team to be you know this is a team when Forest need to fear still you know, I it's think it's going to be tough Huddersfield almost are the favourites over the 46 games of the championship season Huddersfield Town were better than Nottingham Forest two yeah. points better there's this kind of perception that Forest are the bigger more glamorous club and all this business I think there are lots of parallels between Huddersfield Town and Nottingham Forest our great sort of mantra mm. is look where we came from. So we, we talk about those awful days of September where Cardiff City were kind of laughing at us and against Middlesbrough where basically we were all sat in the stand discussing our holidays rather than watching the match mm. and it was just awful. You know, we've come from there. Huddersfield Town have also come from their nadir, if you like, their low point. They were 20th in the, in the Championship last year. I believe, the stats may prove me wrong, but I believe they let in the most goals, didn't score many. They have, like we have, a, a young, modern, very progressive, uh, very innovative coach. They have one as well in Carlos Corberan. Mm. He's an excellent coach. He was with Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. A, a legendary ma coach like Marcelo Bielsa would not be picking Carlos Corberan if Carlos Corberan wasn't up to the job. So I think there are lots of parallels there. I think there are parallels on the field. Sorba Thomas delivers a great dead ball. James Garner delivers a great dead ball. They have Danny Ward, mm -hmm. who's a kind of a bit of a battering ram, saying we've got Keenan. They've got Jordan Rose, who's an excellent finisher. We've got Sam Surridge. At the, at the back, lot, yeah, there is a lot of similarities. Absolutely. And I, I think what it will come down to, because if you laid the two teams out on a sheet of paper and looked at them, you'd say, well, Bree Samba is in great form. I mean, wh whoever... And it was said on the telly this morning by somebody, kind of parroting what I'd said, that which goalkeeper has ever owned a penalty shootout like Brees did the other night? He just completely took it over. Dave, finally, the playoff final. What would it mean to you if Forrest got promoted for the first time since... Because it's, 20, it's 23 years. Yeah. 23 years. Yeah. In my lifetime, yeah, yeah. I've seen nothing. In no. your lifetime, you've seen bits, to be fair. You've seen some I success. What would it mean to you? It would mean a lot to me. Forest is such an important part of my life. It's it's my great distraction. It's my great 
uh, outlet from the, the pressures of, of you know the everyday and it's so important to me and and what it means to me is it, it would mean so much to me but also for all the wonderful people i've met through supporting for nottingham forest yourself max and your family and all the fabulous people that that go to games it would mean a lot to me for them to, to enjoy the same feelings i'm going to have it, it you know i want it for me i want to be a forest supporter next monday going hey we're a premier league team and planning planning trips to Anfield and the yeah, Etihad yeah. and Old Trafford and 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 Stamford Bridge and that that'd be wonderful. Thought makes me ecstatic. Of course, it, it, we we talked about this before we came on air, Max, about what it means. I mean, I where where I, my my perspective is, I'm lucky enough that I lived through promotion to the first division, winning the league astonishingly at the first time of asking, and then league cups and mm. European cups and and I Munich and, and Madrid. But there are, uh, there's a generation of of Forest supporters. The poppets and the kids and the, the teenagers and, and some of the younger guys, 20s and 30s, who've not really had very much to cheer about. You know, when other when other people at school have been saying or, or, or in their workplace saying, well, you know, my club won this and my club won that. The Forest supporters have had to kind of sit politely in the background and, well, you know, hopefully our day will come. Well, you know, the day might not be far off. And it's so close. It's one game, <laughs> one game, Dave. And, yeah. well, Sunday we travel down to Wembley yeah. and hopefully mm -hmm. full time. We'll have a smile on our face. More uh, probably maybe than a smile on our face. I think I might have a grin like the Joker um, on, uh, on Sunday, Max. And we'll be discussing Forest in the Premier League next season. What Dave, much appreciate you coming to Match Day with Max HQ today. Thank you, Max. Can yeah. I just say thank you for giving me an opportunity to bunk off school today? It's really good of you, mate. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Very good. If you've enjoyed this content, give us a like, share and subscribe. If you want to see more of sit-down interviews, then me and Dave might start something a bit more regular. So, um, so give us a shout and, and let us know. I'll be outside Wembley. If you want to come and chat to me, feel free on Sunday. We might have some live content actually mm -hmm. outside there for, for the ones that can't get tickets. Of course, Forrest, I'm recording this on, when is it? It's a Tuesday today. I've sold out their allocation at Wembley. So whether we get more, we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. But we'll be there in numbers, wearing the famous red Garibaldi and fingers crossed for a win. Forrest are one game away from the Premier League. If you've enjoyed this video on Matchstone Max, remember to drop a like, share and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Come on, you Reds. Come on, you Reds.